0: What's up my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight where we are coming at you each and every week with a fresh service to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation. I'm Caleb Pearson to my far right once again Ashton Berzio. Ashton, what is up? It it is so good to see you man. It's been a long time. I haven't seen you in weeks. Uh, Joining us again, the middle man, the guy, the legend, uh, senior pastor Mark Carey. Marky Mark, how you doing buddy? Very well. You good? You happy to be here? It's 2020. And we're back. The boys are back. Hey, look at us. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) Look at us. It is so good. And you know what I realized? In that little pre-typed intro, coming at you each and every week. This is definitely the first time in three weeks we're coming at them. But that's okay. Well, holiday break. Tis the season, yeah. right? Super duper busy. So can we trust anything you say after that? Yeah, probably not. Um, but maybe the <laughs> Lord's in here somewhere. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Again, you can find us on podcast services all over the place, including the HD video on YouTube. You can see our nice new table, Ashton yeah, 2020's yeah. coming up, all sermon spotlight. Uh, guys, before we jump into a Sunday in review, um, I was in Israel for 12 days. Mm-hmm. Super fun. Um, and I wanted to just talk a little bit about that trip. I won't go into obviously significant detail or anything. And if you guys have any questions or inquiries about that, I'd be happy to answer, but man, it was so much fun. I'll tell you going over there with 80 people though, it's intense. I was like, what is this going to look like? Um, and so obviously we had, we had two different buses going, we kind of had a prophecy bus and an adventure bus. Um, and so Don and Charlie were with uh, the Prophecy bus, obviously. And then uh, Dennis, Courtney, and I kind of took over the adventure bus. It was tons of fun. Hmm. Um, but touring a country hmm. in 12 days is pretty daunting. Pretty and, small country, though. Yeah, well, well, it is small. And so even in the Saturday morning class that we had to prepare for the trip, they, like, overlaid it on a map of the East Coast. And you basically get to see how, how small it is. Yeah. Um, but even with that, I, I feel like I got to see a little of a lot if that makes sense, I mean you're surveying, you it's know, crazy. at at the peak visitation level of each of these sites, you're most interested, and then it's like time to move on. You know, that's yeah. a little fragment of what's <laughs> what's going on. But it's super. I mean, have you been to yeah. Israel? Okay, how many times have you been? When was the last time you were there? Oh, we just went once. It was 12 years ago. Oh wow. Okay. And yeah, you get overwhelmed.
1: Yeah. It, it just I mean, mm. you're driving along. And at some point, three, four days into it, it's just like, uh, oh, yeah, there's the tomb that Jesus right. was in. Uh, you <laughs> know, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's Mount Calvary. Right. Okay, there's right. the, you know. Yeah. Uh, you, you drive past a pile of rocks, and it's, uh, it's a famous
0: place, but they haven't even started to dig it up yet. Right. So right. it's, it's yeah. overwhelming. Yeah, and even that was true for a lot of it, but then there were a few elements and sites where it was almost the flip side of there was so much new development and newer buildings, newer people, I mean, we would visit a site, and, and one thing that surprised me was like, it just feels like I'm, I'm in downtown Winchester right now. But they're basically saying, well, no, 2,000 years ago, like, this was it. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or it's below us. Yeah. There were a lot of sites where, like, the rocks we're standing on are pretty old. They're 500 years old. Mm-hmm. Below them are, you know, 2,000-year-old rocks, and so a lot of the sites you're, you're going downstairs and under buildings and then they have all, all these museums underground basically. Hmm. But it was, it was really cool. Ashton, have you been? To <coughs> no, you I haven't. Before. Nope. Oh, okay. I
2: appreciated all the posts on the, the yeah. fellowship family Facebook group. Yeah, um, it was fun. A little, little plug for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the ability to kind of travel a little bit with the, the group and see the videos of you guys singing
0: and, um, mm-hmm. all the, all the oh, same yeah. pictures, Anne's, uh, yeah. St. <laughs> yeah, and, and the mantra of the whole trip was, you know, what was your favorite part of the day? What was your favorite sight? All this, this, yep. and this. And um, my favorite part happened to just be sitting on the southern temps of the old mm. temple, and um, Mark led worship for us. Yeah. And so it wasn't a, a Francis, tour guide. Yeah, yet. it wasn't a tour guide-driven moment. It was mm. almost a break yeah. moment. Let's go here and let's do this. Um, the, those stairs happened to be the very same ones, you know, Jesus walked on. Um, and we sang, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Mm. And I'll never look at that. Song the same again mm-hmm. uh, you're, I, I only would ever sing that you know during Christmas, but to just think like I'm where he was. It was a really, really cool trip mm-hmm. um, and it was funny because we we come home and, and a lot of people were freaking out about the four intentions and the things happened with Iran. Mm-hmm. I was like we just flew to Paris and then home. it was a it was a non-issue, but yeah. it was cool to be over there. And there was one moment where we got to see the different borders of the different countries. We could see Lebanon. We could see all the different activity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're basically saying, like, things are cool here for now. But you see over that mountain, you don't want to be standing over there. But it, it, it was just really cool to put it put it all in perspective. So good to be back. Uh, yeah. Still on an Israeli sleeping schedule. You're so kidding. I, dude, I, by 9 p.m., I'm out like a light. Dude. Huh. And then I get up at like five and six, so, yeah, which I, is. I you do have a little hummus on your toothpaste. <laughs> okay, first time <laughs> I ever had hummus. In your ear. But. First time I ever had hummus in Israel, and apparently it's way better than our hummus. I don't really know what that probably means, but I'm not going to try our hummus anytime soon. But yeah, no, asleep, dead asleep by nine, up at six. It's pretty cool. I, I like it. There's ever time to switch to a morning person. Hmm. It's now because once I go back,
2: apparently I've been on an Israeli <laughs> sleep schedule for oh, the yeah, last three right, years. That's
0: <laughs> right. right. It's, it's the kids, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was it was tons of fun. So it'll be cool for everybody to be able to converse with everyone that they they missed over the over the weeks and starting the new year on the Dead Sea and stuff. It was just really cool. Yeah. Felt like we kicked off. You guys had a baptism you know. service too, is that right? We did, yeah. That was on the Sea of Galilee before yeah. we ended up at the Dead Sea, but it was it was really cool. And, and that was um, a gentleman on the other bus. Yeah. And what was cool about the trip was we, we had to figure out, are we with them or are we not? And so we basically weren't with them. Mm-hmm. They had their trip, Separate. we had ours. Mm-hmm. But you're, stand, you're lodging in the same places, you know, you're starting and ending each day around each other. Yeah. Um, so it was cool to have those passing moments and conversations and then moments where they say, let's do a group devotional. Um, and there happened to be one specific day uh, of devotions. I think it was the pool of Bethesda or something, um, one of the pools. But Dennis started doing our devotional and the other group came around the corner, hmm. up, up the valley, like, on the other side of the valley. Photobombed you. Yeah. Photobombed yeah. Started throwing rocks at us and all sorts of <laughs> stuff. Um, no, and so the tour guide said, let's ask them, we all had headsets. Oh, so he wow. said, let's tell them to switch their channel to Dennis so they can join our devotional. And so then we see all 40 of them standing on this other mountainside, turning their channel and oh attention, goodness. and they're opening up their Bibles. And that was, it was chilling to see that happen um, now, because I was just like— Chilling can be a bad term. Too, like <laughs> no, in a good way. In a good, I was mortified. <laughs> okay. I, I, yeah, no, no. I was like, why is Don staring at yeah. me like that? But no, no, <laughs> it, it was freaked you out. <laughs> it was just really cool, impromptu devotional. Mm-hmm. yeah
1: and, and you know we're fortunate again to have Don and Charlie and then uh, Dennis right that, um, yeah to, to their you know they've been doing this for a lot of years yeah. and um, well I hope it'll continue maybe we'll, yeah. we'll see but uh,
0: yeah it was super fun really exciting way to start 2020 um We'll jump into a little bit of a Sunday and review here, too. But I also want to, this is our first podcast of the year. I know there's a lot coming up. It's a special year for Fellowship Bible Church this year. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about almost what's to come in 2020 in general. Um, is it, I mean, it's our 40th yeah. know, y- anniversary year, right? Yes. Is there a specific date where that's um, a thing? Or a few was dates. it like. A,
1: yeah. We've always said kind of June. Yeah. The, the, okay. the month of June is. Uh, cool. The church pool, got the pool the, party. The families got together early in the year, mm-hmm. and then by the time they officially um, formalized as a church, um, gotcha,
2: it was that first weekend in June, right? Yeah, yeah. Of, of 1980.
0: Yeah. Wow. How many years before you being born is that? I was born 89. 30. Oh, yeah. wow. that's cool. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, it'll be it'll be really exciting. I, I know there's some things in the works to celebrate that and, and look back at all all that the lord has done and then look, at, look ahead to see what he will do. So,
2: yeah, I know one thing tied to that that preparation and celebration. I think it's good to to celebrate mm-hmm. these kinds of milestones and things. Um, yeah. Not not to elevate Fellowship Bible Church as any, you know, great mm-hmm. organization or any, you know, kind of special thing, but but to really to remember and reflect on what God has done through um, through really the faithfulness of those first families and then just over the years. And we just want to encourage any of you listening. We have a, you know, we want to capture stories. We always want to capture stories, Mm -hmm. always want to hear what God is doing. I think that's something that is a part of gathering is a part of being a part of the church is sharing stories and encouraging each other. So there's a place online. Um, it's under the give tab on the dot life. You can share a story. Um, you don't have to even tie your name to it, but we'd love to, to celebrate with everybody here what, what God has done over these last
0: 40 years. Um, yeah, and, and again, <clears throat> give us the awareness of these stories too. Right. If, if we come across a story that's so awesome, it's like, how did I never hear about that? Right. And it's awesome because we didn't know how to deliver it or you didn't know how to say it. And I think that's what's so good just about our website and about these different podcasts now is there, there's a way to submit your thoughts, or let your voice be heard in a way that otherwise it would have been much harder to do. So definitely check out the website and and feel free to submit to you know the podcast channels and, and find us on all those all those different sites so we can you know be a part of the conversation together. I think that's the whole idea here. Yeah. Um, gentlemen, let's jump into a Sunday in review. Again, we're doing this uh, Romans series, and you'll have to forgive me; I wasn't here. I was still in Israel two Sundays ago. Did we launch the Romans? Focus that Sunday. Yep,
2: did an introduction. Introduction. Okay. Of those first three verses, right? First, verse Well, one Two. through seven. One through seven. Okay, yeah, yeah,
0: sure. yeah that's right. Okay. Okay. That's right. Okay, good. So Paul's greeting, and then that makes more sense as far as, uh, okay, starting with verse eight. Okay, cool. Uh, well, yeah, I want to talk about that a little bit and almost where we're headed over this this next Focus season. But I also wanted to mention, um, I, I sat in downstairs on that first of three uh, intensives with, with John Morrison. What, is that an ALC? It's just like focus?
2: a three-week course a three to week intro course. The, the focus, yeah.
0: And then he mentioned it's going to continue upstairs in a smaller forum yeah. of, of some sort. I, I forget exactly <clears throat> if it's one specific ALC class, but nevertheless, it was so awesome because way like a large amount of people showed up Mm -hmm. like big time uh shout out to greg perkins and jvd because we three were kind of looking at each other like all right let's go get some chairs and i mean we were filling chairs in that room until 25 minutes into his talk Mm. we were printing more packets and and so to see the engagement and and i think the excitement it's an important topic yeah uh, it's um Struck a nerve with folks, and mm-hmm. they they want to know we're we're living in a
1: right interesting time, and um, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And it, it was just cool because I could see, and, and the way John Morrison structured <clears throat> it was so good. But I could tell people wanted to be equipped. It was already personal this whole situation. they're already up against it in, in, at least in my mind from what I could see from people. And so to how, how do I deal with this? How do I think about it? How do I articulate my thoughts, my beliefs, my opinion in a way that doesn't cut off relationship? because I think that's what happens now. Right. Yeah
1: Well, I, I, I know John Avery family Life team Morrison and the counseling team, they put a lot of prayer, a lot of thought into this. They've got a lot of great resources. Mm-hmm. You can go to the Home Center, mm-hmm. f- uh, go to our website, the, 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 click on the, yep. the, 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 the PDFs that are listed there. Yep. Lots of lots of good stuff. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of self-educating uh, materials there that you, you can go to right. and not uh, not only just depend on the, the classes and, and what's being shared because uh, yeah. that's only right. a small part of what has been uh, right. the, the time and effort that's been yep. put into this. Mm.
0: Good stuff. Yeah, very good stuff. I mean, it's it's such a delicate truth. So to to be able to balance it and, and feel equipped by the Holy Spirit to do that, I think is is super important. Um, Mark, I've had a few people ask if this Romans sermon series is gonna talk about any of that stuff, as far as the focus is concerned. Um, well, anything to speak in, to in a that. way it already has sure. We'll get into. Um,
1: um, this last sermon and then a little bit that's coming up. Yeah. Uh, chapter one of Romans, and, and, and actually chapters one through three, yep. uh, lay out, mm-hmm. um, a, a, it's really a biblical worldview. Why are we in the mess we're in? And, and this focus that we're doing is a response <laughs> to the mess of sin. Hmm. It's a, a gender dysphoria, gender uh, confusion all these things that uh, the, that is precipitating why we're doing this focus uh, is because of a heart of, of sin. We live mm-hmm. in a fallen world. And that's what Romans chapter 1 um, is, re- is, is talking about. The wrath of God, verse 18, has been manifested, is, is being revealed, present tense, mm-hmm. against all ungodliness and all righteousness of men who suppress the truth. We're living in a world where truth is being suppressed. It always has been. Hmm. ever since the serpent slipped into eve and said uh, you know did god say you know the, the truth is being suppressed we're just living in our particular little piece of 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 uh, of, of, of earth existence yeah we're seeing it in an experiencing it in our day and age in, in a different way than we have never experienced hmm. it before where truth is being suppressed and then god in his as it says, the wrath of God, the anger of God, is being revealed. And what does He do? Verse twenty-four, to, verse twenty-six, verse twenty-eight of chapter one. He um, uh, gives them over. He removes, mm-hmm. as it were, his uh, his gracious uh, um, um, restraining, almost, mm-hmm. and, and, and in, a, in a judicial abandonment. You want to live that way? You wanna suppress the truth, you wanna ignore me, you wanna glorify yourself and not glorify me, you wanna honor yourself and not honor me, okay, have at it. And sin in its malignancy, um, man is assigned to the destruction, to the death, hmm. of what the natural consequences of sin is gonna be. And so the focus is simply addressing um, how we um how we maneuver and swim in a world that's been abandoned hmm. to um, the, the sin and depravity of the human heart. Um, Romans 1 is talking about, I've mentioned that three words can def, uh, kind of summarize the book of Romans, God's good news. Mm-hmm. But in order to understand good news, you've got to realize there's bad news, and Paul will take the first three chapters right. and build on right. that. So
0: that's, so yeah. Yeah, no, that's really good. And, and even, we were doing this ecclesiology group with some of the new mentors in the mentorship program, and one thing they asked us, kind of we were talking about Paul and planting churches is, well, what what does it mean when, is it God judging and pouring sin onto these people, almost that element of, are you being? It's got a punisher, and that that language you you brought up was he's giving way. It's more of a passive. He, he's yeah, withdrawing. A, you're right. He's withdrawing his goodness to let you he reap what gives you sow. Them over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which which paints a, a a better picture, I think, to help digest who God is and how He doesn't. He's He's dealt with sin, but He's not gonna you know yeah. protect you. In your in your willingness to embrace it, it's just a very interesting dynamic, and I know it addresses that question of how could there be a God with all this evil? I can't believe somebody would would harm somebody else like this, and it's just saying like yeah. the party yeah. responsible for that harm and that sin is not your loving God. No, no, yeah. So no. well, I don't I don't want to get too far ahead, sure. but
2: but with I think that this is extremely relevant to the focus, and I think it was a little intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, if you if you look ahead in, in chapter one, you know. The first thing that happens when God gives them over is idolatry, and mm. the perversion of who God is and, and what they're worshiping. And then the second thing that happens is lust and impurity and um, sexual relations, um, exchanging the truth of God for a lie. So there's, there's this, this replacing of God, and there's just defiling of, of the sexual nature of man. And <clears throat> you know, I think that's because God, what God has given us in. In sexuality and and male and female creating us in that way, and then the gift of that relationship between a husband and a wife, that is one of the most uh, good and sacred things that God has given us. And of mm. course, it's going to be one of the most twisted and defiled things right. that that sin and um, and really the devil will twist and mm. and mar. Um, so, I think it's hugely relevant. And you know, f- within the context of a focus, like the last focus we had. A sermon series that fit really well mm-hmm. with right. the focus. Um, right. That's not the norm for for the the goal of these focuses. Mm-hmm. It's it's really more to be an all church thing that things like the sermons might point to throughout. Mm-hmm. Might, might might you know. Things will be drawn out and some application might be uh, Mm -hmm. a part of the focus. But then, you know, in children's ministry and in students and in small groups and in uh, events that we scatter throughout, that's kind of where that focus material comes in. When the sermon (laughs) is
0: always to instill thought, too, I think um, at at first glance, people think, oh, what's the focus going to be? You know, what's Mark Carey going to focus on? It's not for him. Yeah. To vote fo- I mean, he, you're one of the you're one of the church and you can focus on it, buddy. Thank but you. what I'm saying is <laughs> It's for us to focus on. I yeah. feel affirmed. Today. <laughs> <laughs> so if we can listen to him talk about Romans <coughs> while focusing ourselves on identity and sexuality from a biblical perspective, it's right. it's gonna. I think Mark, you nailed know, it. It's gonna come out naturally in those scriptures. Yep. And it's gonna equip you to deal with that more personal application that is uh, the time we're living in.
1: And by the way, uh, FYI, mm-hmm. um, th- these classes, uh, like what John did Sunday, mm-hmm. it's online. Yep it's already online you can, if you missed it or even if you heard it you need to go back you can go and, and, and get all of this stuff we recorded it for real? was yeah. a camera oh yeah now. cool well not just, just audio. audio
2: oh okay so cool. yeah yep. easiest place to find it is, is fellowshipathome.org slash identity okay. that's kind of where all of our resources are for these focuses yeah. okay. um, awesome we'll, we'll upload them there
0: yeah it was it was super good and even the printout he had down there he he didn't get quite through all of it but it was just so good it was a huge huge foundation for the next two weeks downstairs and then more to come Upstairs, for sure. Um, Ashton, I don't know if anything specifically stood out to you this past Sunday, but there are a few things I wanted to, to talk about. Mark, you already hit on it briefly, but that whole idea of God's good news, um, when I was going through the mentorship, um, one of the, the most impactful kind of study techniques for me was always, the, okay, well, what, what does the text say? What do the words mean? Um, because gospel of salvation is vague. Mm-hmm. Good news of rescue. <laughs> what From What? You know, mm-hmm. what? what is the good? If I could give Ashton the gospel, that doesn't, of what? The good news of what? Or the salvation, the firm, for, you know, the rescue from something. Um, and so I, I like the way you, you brought that up and mentioned it, again, because it's it, it's hearkening on, okay, well, do I know the gospel? Can I flesh out the gospel? And I think it's so important, and Paul reminds us what we need saving from. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and so that...
1: He, and we'll unpack this as Mm -hmm. we start the book of Romans but um, I really do think that you can summarize the gospel that what is the essence of the good news and he tells us in 1 Corinthians 15 I make known to you the gospel uh, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he rose again now there's something about the death of Christ and the life of Christ that's going to factor in very heavily in his argument as he lays this foundational doctrinal treatise called the book of Romans Mm. everything comes back to Who Jesus is, what Jesus has done, and that good news about Jesus is powerful. He says, to rescue us, to save. Now, then Mm -hmm. again, you have to define, because we always jump to the idea saved means well from getting out of hell, or you know, it's it's eternal destruction. And a few times it's used that way, but it it, it's an expansive term. It it, it goes beyond that, right? So you've got to define in the context. And he goes right into it uh, in verse 18. Again, for the wrath of God is revealed. And okay, wait a minute. And it's currently being revealed. So how am I rescued Mm -hmm. from the Mm. current manifestation uh, of of, of God's wrath? Uh, That's why I went to um, uh, Habakkuk. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. he quotes Habakkuk. There was something in Paul's mind that triggered by divine inspiration, this idea of quoting Habakkuk. Because Habakkuk lived in a day where God's anger was being manifested. Mm-hmm. And here he is. How, how am I going to survive in this world? The righteous shall live by faith. Now, that's all applied into the New Testament era with the gospel of Christ's death and resurrection. And hopefully we'll see this coming Sunday uh, because there's that verse 17. The, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's mm-hmm. the power of a God unto salvation to rescue us. For in it, it says in verse seventeen, in this message of the death and resurrection of Christ, in that message, the righteousness of God is revealed. Yep. So before he he gets before he mentions wrath of God is revealed, he mentions the righteousness of God is mm-hmm. revealed. Now he's going to hold off on explaining that till later. He's mm-hmm. going to dive into the wrath of God being revealed, but he, it's he teases us a little bit in that verse seventeen by saying. That the whole power of the gospel rests in this idea that God's righteousness, his rightness, is revealed. And if we're living as unrighteous people in an unrighteous world, what do we need? The righteousness of God. Mm -hmm. And so he'll um, uh, unpack that in these uh, chapters to come. Mm.
0: That's really good. Yeah, I I love the way it it quotes it back. I mean, if you look, if you study that book and in those, you know, in those few chapters where he goes from asking God and imploring God, where are you? And then he says, oh, there you are, God, and you're bigger and bolder than I ever thought you were. Mm -hmm. You're in control big time beyond what I was even initially asking you to be in control of (laughs) Uh, and and to see that dynamic unfold and then to see, again, Paul, you know, hearken back to that and, and that speaks to. Inerrancy of scripture. It speaks to the story as a whole. And I don't know if it's just unique to maybe more famous or more common books, but even the book of Romans, you hear so often the Romans road to salvation. And here's all these scriptures that get you into heaven. And Paul's like, I was writing to people that know the Lord and are going to heaven. They're just stumbling along the way. Mm -hmm. And it's easy Mm -hmm. to dive so far into the book of Romans that you forget the book of John Mm -hmm. and realize. What you know? What did Jesus do? Versus what do we do in response to that to avoid further harm? Um, in, you know, in a path of sanctification. So I just think it's really good the way.
1: Yeah, and and, and um, w- when he quotes Habakkuk in two four, and he says the righteous shall live. Mm-hmm. So now we have to define what life is really like. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned John's Gospel, eternal life. What is it? What, what is it that God is offering us? And what is it his righteousness has revealed to us that, that brings life to us? I quoted uh, Jeremiah 17, uh, 7 through uh, 8, 7, 7 and 8 in there, uh, at the same time as Habakkuk lived. And Jeremiah is saying, yep. you know, those who trust in the Lord. And when when, there's, you know, when, no, when when there's a drought and there's no supply of water, the righteous are still going to be green. Life, mm-hmm. and uh, we are living in a day and age, and it has been since the beginning of time. Yeah. Uh, life was sucked out of this perfect creation when the serpent uh, came to Adam and Eve, uh, and sin, uh, w- this world was plunged into death, mm. because he said, the day you eat it, you're gonna die. What do we need? We need life, um, and the good news is that even in the midst of a messed up world, Lost in sin, and and the wrath of God is is being manifested as as uh, every moment of the day. Mm. In the midst of that, people, God's people, can still live. They can still experience life. And now we're going to have to wait till Romans six, seven, and eight to yeah. really get into <laughs> right. what that's all about. Right. But uh, there's good news. So I think there's great practical application uh, to this. Uh, I, I, I want people at the beginning here. I, I think God did too. That's why he's structured Romans hmm. this way. We need to feel the weight yep. uh, of, of of living in a sinful world, yep. and, um, and and but understand it in a proper in a proper th- uh, theological, mm-hmm. uh, biblical way. Um, every day, people listening to this podcast right now, they today they will witness and they will experience they will hear about it but they will also experience Mm -hmm. uh, the death all around them Mm. and uh, the good news is we can have life right but it's the righteous
2: man Mm. who will live and it's by faith so anyway well i mean uh, paul was masterful obviously in in this and and inspired by the spirit but just you know uh, like you said putting it in the context of the righteousness of god and the power of god for salvation before he delves into all of the mess um, it's in the proper context you know so it's not this beating them over the head with the sinful and what the world is like and um, but he does frame it in the context of, of God's righteousness and God's um, hmm. what he's doing through it and it it's one of the most complete I think three chapters hmm. of uh, really understanding the human condition and and there, paul leaves no room for any kind of question or doubt of the sinfulness of man and mm. and and what yeah. the, the need of man f- to be rescued yeah. uh, th- there is no way that you can read the first 3 chapters and think we're going to we'll, we'll be we'll okay, be okay. Yeah. yeah yeah we'll figure it and, out on our own and room. until until 323 <laughs> uh, in the middle of that chapter <clears throat> you know we're we're going to feel that weight and and I think that's okay, and I appreciated you bringing the gospel into it, and, and right. not not necessarily leaving people each right. week in in that. But I think there is a value to it, um, with the knowledge that we're going to get to the the but God in in three twenty three. You know, it's yeah. it's going to come.
0: It, it comes after all that stuff. I mean, it speaks to the the way the story actually unfolded for us, huh. and it speaks to the encouragement of. I wonder how many people study Romans and and get discouraged or turned off to the idea of studying Romans before they get to the yeah. good news. Yeah.
1: And, and, and remember what Paul said in his introduction. Um, he says, "I want to come to Rome," and he said, "I want to um, impart a spiritual benefit to you yep. and
2: encourage you,
1: and, encu- and so it's you will be established, right. so you, that you will be strengthened." Right. So that's the ultimate goal. Um, so it's it's it's. Um, yep the good news is going to establish us, but we got to understand the bad news. Yeah, something
2: that uh, with, I, I was able to go through this a couple times, I think in college, just a couple guys really invested in me and, and we went through Romans, I think as a group, one, one of my wow. discipleship groups and mm-hmm. um, one of the most powerful mm-hmm. and transformative spiritual times in my life of just mm-hmm. walking through this. And, and we spent mm-hmm. a long time in those first three chapters. And, and one of the things that we talked about was the, you know, there's a line that we're walking in life um, and at the point of the cross and salvation, uh, there should be this split where mm-hmm. our view of God continually grows. And as our view of God grows, our view of ourself and our sinfulness uh, grows, so, but it's splits So that the more we understand our depravity and who we are. The, the greater our view of the righteousness of God is mm. and, it, and it's it's a and our need of him. our need of him and our yeah. need
0: of him and I've seen that exact graphic depicted where the further along that path you go the bigger the cross gets between yeah. the two yeah. yeah and so if you're struggling right. down here a, a mature Christian living or struggling in sin is at a point where they know a God hopefully to where that huge cross can be yeah. impactful they can remember wait a second Am I Habakkuk here forgetting how big my God yeah. is and what he's taking care of?
1: Because what's the alternative? If you're not focusing on that, yeah, what right. are you focusing on? Right. Well, mm-hmm. the, the circumstances, right. the problems, right. the 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 sin of the world, the, mm. the, the mess that's all around us. And that boy, that can get really well, distracting. And, and, and right? if
0: we are focusing on the problems and then coming to church in an effort to find the solution, instead of trying to focus on the solution, And taking it to the problems, you know, it flips the reason for church. It it flips the posture and perspective we ought to have as we do this stuff. And so even speaking to just a church life response, the application of what we've done so far, again, it's all visionary. And I think it was probably five to seven times he said, we'll get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. And then you just said, so come to church. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what's the application of Sunday's message? Be here in a week. That's the, uh, come and be a part yeah. of this. Be a part of this mutual encouragement that Paul speaks about. Right. Um, and, and even, uh, we did, a, it was last year, now it's Old Testament survey, but it used to be New Testament survey down with the youth Sunday mornings. You do one book a week, so you're flying through a book. But one thing I challenged the kids to do was find a similarity across all the books that Paul writes in the way he intros and outros each letter mm-hmm. to get them to realize mm-hmm. the pattern of, giving thanks promoting peace and praying for these people it's not a letter that starts off with you losers nobody finishes a letter that starts off with you're a loser and here's what you're doing wrong but it starts with i'm so thankful for you god is so good now sit down and let's talk yeah. about it a little bit so maybe uh, a little bit of galatians <laughs> okay yeah, okay yeah sure yeah. sure but um, <laughs> well, that was only six chapters yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just really cool to think about the relational component to, to growing towards Christ together. Um, and, and There's only one kind of person that can come back to church and it's one who leaves it. And I, I don't want anybody to miss out on, on what we're doing, especially in this time, because I, I know and I've seen it downstairs in the F3 room that's at twice the capacity. People are interested. This is valuable, pertinent information. Yeah, um, and,
1: and let me just insert this idea yeah, too. Yeah. Is, it's because you, because uh, okay you can go home and or not not even come mm-hmm. and uh, Sunday afternoon Sunday night Monday you can listen listen to the sermon online mm-hmm. look church is far more in, than the sermon um, it it is as Paul said there in chapter one yeah. mutual encouragement yeah. and I'll tell you what you, you're not you, you can't do this is not mutual encouragement yeah. right I mean you can encourage someone with to word letters right. This is mutual encouragement. Right. I want to be encouraged by each other's faith. Yeah. And when the body of Christ gets together, uh, I don't care. You can be walking down the hallway on the Lord's Day on Sunday morning, right. and you're connecting with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, then in your small group times, and you know that face to face. Yeah. Um, mutual encouragement, while then you get into the, the context of, of the sermons and stuff like that. It's it's just crucial. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, and, it, and it's the humanity of Christ. The humanity of Christ is being exemplified. If I'm going to church and being mutually encouraged, I'm like, man, I just saw the humanity of Ashton, and he just engaged in a conversation with me. And he had a lot of God in him when he was talking to me about it. I think it, it, it's cool to see, and that's something that you can't get if you're trying to just check off the minimal boxes of church life, um, especially in, in a, a year as huge as this where we get to celebrate, you know, everything the Lord has done um, in this area and in this church. So really, really good. Um, any last things to point out with the Book of Romans before we? Just one thing. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, there's tons of stuff. Right, um, yeah, right. But, but,
1: but it's uh, a loaded question, c- I guess. Cut to cut to the chase here as we're wrapping up, um, when Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, it's the power of God. Um, I, I I think we have here um, that again good news message of, of what Christ. Um, let's put it in the context of the unsaved world because Paul did say I, I want to come to Rome and have some fruit, some spiritual fruit mm. to the the Greeks and the barbarians and you know so he's he's also thinking evangelistically mm. for sure and. Um, I, th- I think as we understand the message of Romans and the message of the gospel, we should be emboldened. Certainly, that the, the we should not be ashamed or be afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, the world is is deceived and their understanding is darkened. And in the Second Corinthians four four, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving. But we should have a boldness to because we know. We have a message of life, mm-hmm. and and that's what this world needs. The people who are struggling in all sorts of issues, gripped in the darkness of this age and the the, the the sin of this world, and and don't even know it. Our hearts should break for them, and we should get though be excited because we have a solution, and we don't have to back away, and we can right. be, present a, a savior who died and rose again. That is mm-hmm. the answer. It's not in politics. It's not gonna be in in, uh, in social reform. Hey, fine for that. Mm-hmm. But after we've done our politicking and voting and we've done our, our social reforming and, and helping the poor,
0: gotta share the gospel. Yeah, Because mm-hmm. that's the only thing that right. is powerful to rescue. Mm. That's really good. And yeah, just even what you said of the easiness to back off, I think we have a, a tendency to withdraw but what would it look like if we were prone to welcome those who are prone to wander, to, to facilitate that interaction and, and do what Paul does as he—I got to see the lands he traveled and the ways he walked. And one thing that surprised me about it all was, how is this that much different than— 12-year-old Caleb going down to the Shenandoah River in the Blue Ridge Mountains. It wasn't that different. You you read these stories and you think they're traveling miles and miles and countries and countries. They're walking in their sandals. There were long journeys, but you could see, go out on the Sea of Galilee and see a 360-degree view of 90% of Jesus' life. We have that exact same thing. Go stand in your front yard, spin in a circle, there's your mission field. Uh, and so it's in Yep. definitely encouraging um ashton what can we point people towards before we get out of here
2: well there's a lot going on obviously with, oh yeah with any focus and um we've tried to to make it really easy for people to see what's going on without us having to just talk about it for 10 minutes on a right. sunday morning so right. um uh, the best way to just kind of see an overview is is to go to fpcva.life slash identity uh, or just it's just right there when you go to uh, fbcva.life that first that first link Mm -hmm. um we've got you know these this three-week course happening we've got this podcast that we're doing every friday morning um a lot of great content with with john morrison and john and diane have been on the first two Mm -hmm. um, or they're going to be on again this this coming friday um we've got some some stories some families that we're interviewing and it's just a great a great resource um so subscribe to that fellowship family podcast and tons of stuff coming down i mean we've got Dr. Chris Christopher um, Yuan. Yep, Christopher oh, Yuan yeah. is coming that first mm-hmm. weekend of, of February, and there's a seminar in that afternoon about how we as Christians are to respond to homosexuality. Um, Doctor, you know, Doctor Yuan is a professor at Moody, I think, mm-hmm. and has just a great story. He'll be here with his parents, um, sharing his story um, of his his life in that in that it's area. Amazing, amazing. Um, so they'll be here for the afternoon, and there's childcare for that children's ministry. Um, so register for that. We've got a women's event coming down on the last or That's second to last Friday of this month. Um, it will be great, great time together, of dessert and coffee and, uh, some more things coming in, in February, March. Uh, but, mm. but yeah, just be aware. Uh, we've put all the resources out there for you. Um, it's kind of up to people to access them and, and utilize them and, and be a part of it. And, um, so live slash identity if you want to see the resources some of the pdfs and the and the audio stuff um fellowship at is the place to to grab those awesome um, yeah so
1: we're putting out we, we we have um you know prime rib we have i mean incredible feasts that we're presenting if all if all you eat is a hot dog that's your own problem <laughs> i mean we've got great stuff yeah. we're uh we're providing so uh go feast on it yep and don't be satisfied with uh Lesser. (laughs) Oh, the hot dog. Have you ever been to the doggery and the straws? Dude.
0: Uh-uh. Have you ever seen how hot dogs are made? Oh, okay. Well, I don't want to talk. It's too early to talk about this. Okay, let's wrap this um, up. <laughs> yeah, just a reminder too. All three podcast channels are like launched and looking good, right? Yep. Am I correct in that assumption? So
2: Global Church is great. Yeah, uh, this last one it's from so the Global fun, Church man. is so good. Just Scott and Jim talking about discipleship, yeah, and this one was actually just a just talking about discipleship and uh, about this conference that they're going <laughs> oh, to and okay. uh, the resources that they use. So really great, great stuff yeah. to. To pop in and listen so good, the and then day. the
0: Fellowship Fan Podcast, too, tying into the focus. Really, really good. So if you're not subscribed on YouTube or, or know how to find those, please um, find them. Very easy to get to, and you can always uh, look forward to that regular content uh, in an effort to be a part of the conversation with us. Uh, the fact of the matter, you guys, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless. When have I ever taken an hour? An hour? when have you taken an hour okay this is good to bring we'll bring it up briefly before we actually it sounds better well it sounds way better than me saying are not meant to just minutes. take 42 and a half minutes before mike Lukens gets up and closes <laughs> us out it's too long you know what i mean I just say you. an hour I, I, it takes me at I'll least 15 minutes I'll to digest the spiritual truth right. we're getting out of here we love you god bless